This isn't goodbye. It's see you later. We reminisce on our favorite moments as co-hosts of the Locked On Red Sox podcast in this episode. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to welcome you back into the Locked On Red Sox podcast, and thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Jakey Nizuski, and here, as always, with my co-host, Nessun's Lauren Willand. And, boy, I'm going to have to take in that song, dance a little bit to it. You know, I had to do it while it was going on, but uh, it's it's pretty crazy to say. Uh, but after a year and a half of being a co-host uh, of this podcast, uh, this is our last episode as co-hosts, and uh, you know, w- I figured it would be a great way to, as like a send-off of, you know, looking at some of our favorite moments uh, of this podcast, and uh, you, you know, the the ups and downs of sort of the Red Sox that we've been through together. Uh, but I, I just wanted to start off uh, by saying this, um, you know, when the song was just going on, I just got a uh, flashback to when I got the message. Uh, from, you know, Locked On to be the host of Locked On Red Sox. And uh, I was I was working at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I graduated college, you know, a few months before. Uh, wasn't in the best place mentally. Felt like I was behind from, you know, some of the other people that, you know, I went to school with, you know, some of my friends. Uh, and had just dreamed of, you know, not only wanting to, you know, talk about, the Red Sox, my favorite team on, team on a daily basis, but just get my foot in the door in sports. And I'll never forget, I was I was washing dish, dishes in the back at Dunkin' Donuts, you know, feeling sorry for myself and uh, got a message, uh, you know, from you uh, about this podcast and, um, you know, could, could have never imagined, you know, what what amazing ride we, we, we would have been on. It's it's crazy that A, this is our last episode together as co-hosts and B, that it's been a year and a half and how much has yeah. happened between then. You know, we had the lockout. We had a terrible, no good 2022 season, a weird trade deadline, a very interesting off season and a great start to the 2023 season. It's been so fun to have you as a co-host and kind of you know rebrand this podcast, build it up from literal from scratch with youtube you know we have over a thousand subscribers now which oh my goodness thank you to everyone who's hit that subscribe button for us and you know whether you're tuning in once a week every day once a month we're not here without you and we're very grateful that we've been able to do this for as long as we have i think that you know when jason left the podcast for uh for a a new a new adventure of his own i was like i think jake is the obvious choice for a podcast host you know we've been connected on social media for a few years and i was like you're obviously passionate about the red Sox, and it's it's just been so fun to gain a new perspective from you still learn from you and kind of watch you grow into the the host and the co-host that you've been and you know you're a great co-host you're an even better friend you know I think that as, as much as it sucks that it's it's coming to an end I also want people to know that you know this was our decision this was not an easy one but uh there's no ill will toward locked on or Jeff or channel manager or anyone anything like that this is you know completely our decision and to look back from you know episode one to episode 
uh, on May 12th, 2023, whatever episode this is, I feel like we've covered so much. You know, you've worked your your butt off to do farm reports and get the the content from Blue Sox games and just everything in between. It's, you know, it, all of your hard work has never gone unnoticed, especially, I know, especially from me and I know from our listeners as well. Yeah, I, I, I could echo the same thing, you know, about you, you know, our relationship. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think back to that that first game of, uh, you know, uh, at least for me, it was my first time being a media member at the Sox, And I remember walking into the clubhouse and feeling like a little kid again. I'm like, holy crap, that's Tristan Cassis. And just just the, uh, you know, I guess for myself, like the, the growth of not only, you know, taking the fan hat off and putting more of the reporter and media member hat on and you know, being being serious about this and, you know, looking at it as a job. Um has really not only helped me in my, you know, career life, but also personal life as well. And, you know, I feel like also being able to talk about this team, I, I think I look at it a completely different way now. You know, I used to be very reactionary uh, of what happened. And now uh, I, I try and take a step back and, and think and look at the bigger picture uh, and, and all the different perspectives as well. And you know, that's what I, I think really made this podcast what it was, was the listeners. And, you know, I, I remember saying to you, just a few months into us being co-hosts kind of talking about how I wanted to try and make this the most fan engaging Red Sox podcast that there was out there. You know, there, there's the Red Sox podcast with, you know, Jared Carabas, Steve Perrault, all these other you know, incredible podcasts that people have the opportunity to listen to. So I know we wanted to figure out a way to, you know, pull people in and, and want to be with us five days a week and want to talk about the Red Sox and being able to give the listeners a voice is something that I, I I'm so grateful for to give people the opportunity to give us questions to ask to reporters or players and really help them feel like they're involved. And I feel like that really helped us not so much coming to every single episode saying, you know, this is going to be our show and this is going to be our episode. It's our episode with the other Red Sox, Locked On Red Sox listeners as well. That's the fun thing about kind of starting fresh, so to say, with a podcast. Like, yes, there are millions upon millions of podcasts out there. There are a lot of Red Sox podcasts out there. And it, it's our job to try to, you know, stand out but not feel like we're like forcing that to, to stand out, to be different. We just want to be ourselves on here. We want to be able to talk about this team. We both grew up Red Sox fans, and now we're both working in media. So being able to provide a really cool perspective from both you know, the, the overreacting fan to, you know, to, like you said, taking that hat off and be like, okay, let's look at this from, you know, a, an analytical perspective, a, a reporter type of perspective, and just kind of, you know, after we get the, the anger out of a certain move or something didn't go right. So we're able to provide that, you know, that specific perspective and then, you know, trying to engage with our fans and or the, the listeners on, on Twitter and the YouTube comments. I mean, we see you every single day. Uh, I know Johnny's been a loyal commenter i think since um since before you came on just constantly providing uh, the, the positive spark and sometimes there'd be there are things he would say that would get you to think and something that i wouldn't even think of and i'm like yes like that's i love this like this is what we need we see all of your comments we we appreciate every single person whether it's you know someone who's commented once or the everydayers and it's just been really really cool to see the growth of this podcast and especially with this team, listen, you, you all stuck by us last year when it was July and, or, you know, yeah, after the really hot June and there was a glimmer of hope and then July where it was just like, 
when is the season going to end? You stuck by us through all of that. You stuck by us through the lockout. And you stuck by us when there, there wasn't a lot of good to talk about with this team. You stuck by us. We're not, we don't get to do this without you. I mean, the Red Sox are always going to exist. No matter how bad they are one year, no matter how good they are the next, they're always going to exist. We don't get to where we are without the people who subscribe, without the people who tune in, who interact with us. Like, I feel like you, like you are my friends. Like, I feel like I know you in real life. And I think that's kind of the, the unique part of, of our podcast in particular is some of the people who constantly interact with us. I feel like I actually know them, even though I've never met them in my life. Me too. And uh, I think as well, looking back on the, on this year and a half, like a lot's happened, like a lot has happened, <laughs> a lot of ups and downs. And I, I feel like uh, what's cool about doing it five days a week is, you know, you go up through those ups and downs together. Uh, and I, I feel like as well, you know, you brought up the lockout. That's a big thing. And that was, that was my you know first month that happened. I think in the first few weeks, yep. you know, that, that happened. And, you know, we, we went through a few situations where, you know, we had some guests on, we could talk about some things, we couldn't talk about other things. And, and that was a whole new dynamic for me. And, you know, something that I think was a great learning experience for both of us going through the lockout and also, I would say the playoffs as well, where we where we still had to post five days a week with very minimal content that that you know was being brought to us. Like there was no moves, there was no games, uh, and and we were still able to find different guests, different voices, uh, different uh, you know question marks. Uh, you know, I'll never forget coming up with could JD Martinez get traded, Nick Pavetta be the closer, uh, just doing the different player reviews, just trying to think outside of the box of you know these different ideas or storylines and, and really get your thoughts, the listeners uh, to, to chime in as well. And um, I, I think the one, the one thing that, you know, I always go back to is, um, you know, not only the trade deadline, but, you know, you, you bring up the off season as well, just like the anger uh, that, that we felt at that time. And also even now over this last month, just the positivity that we felt. And it really is crazy looking at April of last year when the Red Sox couldn't hit a lick. And now, you know, this April being looked at as one of the best offenses in the league and now looking in May, really surprising us way more than we expected at the end of the 2022 season. Listen, I know that this is kind of, you know, the goodbye episode for you, but it would be a much different tune if the Red Sox record was flipped right now or if they were kind of in the same position they were this time last year I think that yeah. we would just be like thank you for listening goodbye yeah. but you know there's and you look but you look back in you know, the last 18 months and how much how much negative energy was around this team and understandably so rightfully so I mean this was just it, it looked like it could be a disaster and you look at this team and you know we talked about who knows who's going to be that power guy and we, I think in our player reviews, we're like, well, this guy could be it. This guy could be it. This, the potential. I don't know how many times we said potential in the offseason. And even, you know, still to in the beginning of the season, we kept saying that. And the, the way that, you know, we reacted to things and how different our moods were coming on to record really, uh, really kind of depended on the Red Sox. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. being a sports fan, being like working in sports and just kind of having your life revolve around sports like, oh, my God, God bless you people who don't like sports or that don't like let sports run your life. You must know so much peace because we would come on here some days and just rant for like 10, 20 minutes yeah. about whether it's life or the Red Sox and then come on here and be like, wow, 
this team is going to be the death of us. And through the last 18 months, it almost was. It almost was at times. But nevertheless, we persisted. And your emotions really do go through whatever happens with the Red Sox, good or bad. And, you know, you, the listeners, have done that with us. And and we're going to continue to reminisce uh, about, you know, Locked on Red Sox locked on Red Sox over the last year and a half. But before we continue this, I want to talk to you about So Rare, which is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game in Marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from all across the 30 MLB teams. It's unlike any other fantasy baseball platform, and So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience by collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or loss, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more that you win, the more that you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and assessing the next level competition and rewards. Also, pretty cool MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez are going to be serving as brand ambassadors, and they're also going to be featured in multiple of these So Rare community MLB events. So make sure to head over to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. And I feel like a lot of that emotion, at least for myself, I don't think I ever came on this podcast more angry than I did after Xander Bogarts left. I think that was the only time we had to have recorded almost 400 episodes. That was the only time where I actually swore. And I think I dropped the F-bomb or something. But I, I was I was just through the roof, frustrated and pissed off. I honestly felt like I was back in my 10-year-old self of like when John Lester left and when Kobe Ellsbury left. And I felt like I got my heart ripped out. That was, I think that was one of the bigger moments that we covered on this podcast, all the the speculation leading up to it. And of course, the inevitable signing with the Padres. And I know there were times too, when I was like, Oh, I almost cussed. Like, we don't, we don't cuss on Locked on Red Sox. We are family friendly podcast. (laughs) And, you know, is, I just, I look back at how different this team looked a year ago today. Mm. And, you know, from your first season covering this team to what it looks like now, and I'm just very grateful, even though that the Red Sox lost out on the Xander Bogart sweepstakes and free agency, that they figured it out with Raphael Devers. Because if I had to do this, or if we had to do this all season up until the, the end of our time together on Locked on Red Sox, or if this was like a storyline all season, I think there would be episodes of us just like head in our hands yeah. and just like, here we go again. We're not doing this again. But yeah, I mean, you Xander Bogart's leaving, I think, was... The, the biggest moment of, of our podcast. And even probably when, when I, before, you know, when I started, yes, you had the, the 2021 ALCS run, but I think that, you know, a homegrown talent leaving for a mega deal on, you know, a new coast, a new, new, new team and, you know, new everything at 30 years old. So I was, you know, that, but that's something too, that in baseball, you never know what can happen. I mean, we, we were covering everything we could in the lockout and covering, you know, up until the lockout happened and then up until the lockout ended and, you know, just, you know, trying to scrape the barrel for content and then something like Xander Bogarts happened and we have content for days, for weeks and just for you know, constant, you know, constant content, which is great, but it's, you know, it's great for, you know, it's great for us. It's great for our podcast. It's not great for the Red Sox fans who were feeling just as angry as we were. We saw your comments. We understand. We know. We, we're going through it too. And I think that's, 
and, and I'm sure other fan bases are like this, but I think that's the fun thing about Boston fans is that they're so passionate and they're so like they latch onto their teams. They latch onto the players and they have oh, so much love and hate for this team and for any you know team really that, you know, they can relate to how we're feeling. If it's about Xander Bogarts, if it's about the lockout ending. And I just, you know, I remember when Xander Bogarts uh, signed with the Padres, I was, I was sound asleep. I was peaceful. And my husband came home and he's like, all I heard was Xander Bogarts. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, the Padres. And I'm like, huh? And then I'm like, and then I couldn't sleep. And I was like, do Jake and I do a podcast now? It's like 12, it's like midnight. And I was like, no, this is, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to try to sleep. Of course I didn't. Cause then I'm like scrolling through Twitter for the rest of the night, but man, like Bogarts, the trade deadline, you know, trading Vasquez, what a ride the Red Sox, the 2021 Red Sox were, or the 2022 Red Sox, 2021 Red Sox too, but 2022 Red Sox, what a roller coaster. Yeah. I remember I woke up at 5am and like, couldn't go back to sleep. And that was also the day right after I came back from the winter meetings, like yes. flying high, the Sox just signed Kenley Jansen and, uh, Masataki Yoshida and you know even even you know speaking on like the 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 Jansen note you know we said in our last episode you know Red Sox fans this is what it's like to have a real closer and you know the one thing that I'll never forget when doing this podcast is the multiple times when the Sox blew lead late and I had multiple closer rants and uh you know I, I didn't swear, but I was pissed. And, uh, you know, I just let it all out. I just let my anger and frustration out. And I know a lot of people who listen to this uh, agreed with me and, and felt the same sort of frustration. And it was it was just tough at times to, like, feel motivation to, to root for this team and, and feel like they're going to they're gonna win and, and that things are going well. And you know, I honestly don't know how, you know, Locked On Reds or Locked On Athletics does it, you know, with, with all the losing and, and all, you know, the negativity that comes with that. But I'm very grateful that there was those ups and downs. So the ups feel a lot more gratifying than those lows did. They did. They certainly, I mean, you know, this the month and a half of this 2023 season feels like a victory lap of sorts. And uh, just being able to cover this team from a more positive perspective and not find just not just finding things to be positive about, which I, I do believe we did a good job at that, even at their worst moments. And, you know, I remember the, the trade deadline and how just weird it was and how nothing really made sense to me. And I did a reactionary episode and I was like, I'm just I'm going to rant away. And people were like, oh, Lauren brought the fire. Like, I 100% agree. And, you know, some disagreed. And, you know, you look back at that at that deadline and I don't know if I'd still, I don't know if I'd call it a win by any means, but you look at where this team is now and it's just so much can change in a year, less than a year, six months. And it's really fun to look back on everything that we've, that we've covered, that we've talked about, that we've reacted to mm. and to see that, Nine times out of 10, I feel like we were on the same page. And I feel like that's, that. I mean, that's good. I think that means like we're feeling the same thing that 99% of other people were feeling. And, you know, I loved being able to come on here too and just be like, and debate something, you know, like, hey, like, let's talk, you know, Garrett Whitlock to the bullpen. Let's talk, recently, you know, Nick Pavetta mm -hmm. to, is he going to go to the bullpen? And being able to have that that conversation without, you know, over overstepping or over talking, talking over one another. Yeah. And, you know, even even in our 
most passionate parts of the the podcast are the angriest we felt the happiest we felt i just feel like that we've always been able to even if we're not on the same page still hear one another mm-hmm. and i think that i mean that's what i've always really enjoyed is just being able to you know talk red Sox with you as if we're just sitting right next to each other enjoying right. a margarita in a worcester bar at you know 11 o'clock and I, I I can only think of two times when we when we like disagreed, but it was a lot of like agree to disagree, and you know it was uh, um, JD Martinez, the possibility of him being traded uh, when I brought up that potential idea, and then uh, and then during the trade deadline with the Christian Vasquez return, I, I think that was the only time where we disagreed. Um, yeah. And you know I I think even when you look at the trade deadline now, I think a lot of people would agree with me on this like they shouldn't have gone over the luxury tax like tommy fam wasn't you know worth it uh to right. go over the luxury tax now you know with with vasquez you know reese mcguire is working out right now you know and you know, we're seeing mnl play a pivotal role in the red sox middle infield so at the end of the day hindsight's 2020 it, you know it, it all works out in the end you know one way or the other but i think you know with, with you know looking at the positive perspective you know really being able to uh end each and every single episode on a positive note with the mental health minute, even though we didn't do it, maybe every single episode, I feel like it really gave people a way to not so much think about maybe some of the negativity, not only with the Red Sox, with maybe their life and get a little bit of a picture, better picture on why they should be grateful for where they're at, or, you know, to look at different situations in life or things that might hurt your mental health and and trying to give people a way to feel positive about those things. And I think it allowed, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, but I know it allowed me to kind of step back too and Mm. kind of think about, you know, where I'm at mentally, where I'm at professionally, personally, and everything in between. And just kind of, you know, it allowed me to, you know, not just give advice, but also just kind of, you know, allow people to be like, Hey, I'm human too. And even though that, you know, I, we all do this. We only post what we want to on social media. You know, we see, we see a lot of good on social media, but Hey, it's not all good. Like this week's been been really crappy. I have a lot of, you know, I'm stressed too. And this is what's going on. And I know that, you know, I've had people reach out to me be like, I really appreciate that, that mental health minute. Cause it's, you know, it's a break from, from Red Sox. Maybe it was like very negative Red Sox talk. It's a break from that, but it's also just a reminder that we are all human and that we're all just doing, our best, you know, day in and day out. And my favorite thing that I've learned specifically in the past year is that if I'm feeling like I only have 20% to give on a certain day, if I give 20%, I gave it my all. And that is my Mm. 100%. And I did the best I could. And I, I wish more people would give themselves more grace. And that's what I hope the mental health minute helped people do is give themselves a little, a little more grace, a little more understanding, and just a little more like space for you because at the end of the day, you're the most important person to you. You're going to show up for you and you need, you need to take care of you because you need to give the best version of you to you. Couldn't agree more. And I, I think you know, even for both of us, when most of the time we didn't even have the topic figured out uh, when we began the mental health minute, it was sort of just off the rip of whatever we were feeling. And even though we might've positioned it in a big picture type of way, it was sort of a therapeutic way for us to talk about something that maybe we're struggling about. I feel like that vulnerability uh, is really important, you know, whether we're talking about sports or whether we're talking about life, just being able to speak about your feelings and not always talk about the good and, you know, be able to help others um, 
feel comfortable to to use their vulnerability to you know get help from others as well and you know, talk about something that maybe they're struggling about but you know we're gonna we're gonna look at some of our, our favorite moments uh from the last year and a half on this podcast more uh in in our third and final segment but before we do that lauren just wants to talk to you about game time i just started recently using the game time app and it is probably not probably it definitely is my favorite app to try to get last minute tickets whether that's to a game a comedy show a concert i know that there are a lot of people still trying to get tickets for taylor swift at gillette stadium go on game time because this app has flash deals it has the lowest price tickets and it's just so easy to use and it's been a a lifesaver for me i'm not somebody who completely completely plans everything. So if I feel like, hey, I want to go to this last minute, I'm jumping on game time, seeing what they have to offer me. And 99.9% of the time, I'm saying yes. The only reason I'm not saying yes is if something comes up and I can't go. But game time makes it super easy to use those flash deals, the last minute tickets, they're easy to find. And literally any event in your area, whether you're in Boston, Worcester, down in Mansfield with the Xfinity Center, there are tickets for every event and my favorite part about this app is that it's very small detail but you get a picture of your seats so you know especially at Fenway if you're going to be near or right behind one of those poles in the grandstands you get a picture of exactly what your view will look like so all you have to do is download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase terms apply just create an account Redeem that code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So continuing to look at some of our favorite moments uh, from being co-hosts on this podcast, you know, for, for me, just personally, um, not, you know, pointing out or, or, you know, forgetting any of the great guests that we had on or some of the great moments or episodes that we had on this podcast, but, Two, two guests that we had on that were very special to me, uh, you know, first was Rob Bradford, you know, him and I uh, were in a camp together. He was like sort of a, a mentor from the industry when I was 11 years old, uh, you know, in a sports casting camp. And uh, it's, it's just it was such a cool moment for me to go from that to now getting the opportunity to interview him as well as, you know, talk Red Sox with him and and sort of be on be on a very similar stage of, you know, talking Red Sox to to an audience and being able to do it for a job. And um, also, you know, having the opportunity to, you know, formally meet Jared Carabas, who I had met at a Red Sox game, but it was a quick hi, how are you? But he's, he's one of the main reasons that made me find my passion and not only talking about sports, talking about the Red Sox and he also gave me the motivation to you know want to go after uh, you know what I want with talking about this team and um, you know not allowing the external stuff of you know the anxiety of, pe- of people will actually like tune into the episodes or you know uh, if people would judge me how I talk or how or my opinions or whatever and just going after it and um, those two people were were ones that uh, I, I know that I'll cherish those conversations and those episodes for for a long time. The really cool part about, you know, sports media and podcasting, too, is that we get to meet people who have impacted our lives and have done a lot of, you know, motivating us or inspiring us with maybe without them even knowing. And, you know, we I had him on the podcast a few months ago. Um, I can't remember why. I can't remember what the maybe it was opening day. I think it was opening day. Jimmy Stewart of 98.5, yeah. producer of Felger and Maz. He's a very good personal friend of mine for the last six or seven years or so and he's somebody who's constantly 
know, made me a better writer, made me a better podcaster, made me a better person. And he's just there, you know, the, the support, the, the advice, it could be, you know, 3am and I'd be like, Hey, I, I need advice. And he's always there. And it's somebody, you know, when he comes on the pod too, I want to elevate my game. Like he's someone who I want to elevate myself and I think he does a very good job of elevating the people around him, whether he recognizes it or not. And we've had so many other amazing guests on the show. I don't think we can name them all, but it's just, it's been so fun to, you know, talk to, you know, people like Ian Brown, Pete Abraham, Julian McWilliams, Jen McCaffrey, just uh, Katie Crawl when she was with the Portland Sea Dogs and getting in a different aspect, you know, of the analytical side of baseball. And from every, you know, double A pitcher to prospects to your interviews that you've done, it's just been so cool to see who we've got on this show, who's appeared on our show, and who's given us the time to talk to them. You know, they always you know thank us for their time, but it, like, I want to thank everyone who's given us their time because their time's valuable and our time is too. But we understand that like they don't have to do this. They don't mm -hmm. have to appear on a pod, but they do. And they make that that effort to do that. And it's something that we're always going to be grateful for. And I think probably the coolest parts of being able to make those relationships is, is seeing them in person and you know, you know, seeing the reactions of you know the the respect that they feel towards you, even though you met through like a video call or, or a podcast episode. And I, I feel like as well with the farm reports, like I've said this before, I got very lucky. Anytime, you know, I posted those, Connor Wong got called up when we when we posted his. Jaron Duran got called up when we posted his. Christian Arroyo came back from his rehab assignment when we posted his. And it always seemed like it was perfect timing. But we always talked about how everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the people who, you know, we met and uh, were able to connect with th throughout this journey. Um, and even just you and I, you know, every, everything happened how it was supposed to. And um, I, I think that was the coolest part was being able to give the listeners a, a different perspective on some of these players and some of these reporters, you know, e even, even like somebody like Ian Brown or, you know, one of the beat reporters, you know, during the lockout asking them how they're coming up with different writing ideas and um, you know, even during the playoffs, like how, how are they covering the team when there isn't content just like us? And, um, you know, one thing that, you know, I always laughed about, uh, this happened a few times during the off season, but anytime we, we had like a prospect on and there was like technical issues, uh, th this is a side that you guys didn't see. Uh, but it was just always funny to see both Lauren and I trying our best to make an interview work, even though you can hear every other word from, from a person. And luckily, you know, we were able to figure out the technical issues, uh, you know, after a few different times. But um, we, I, I, I'm proud of us for still trying our best to make the best episode out of it, even though technology wasn't helping us. Yeah, I mean, technology can be a pain in the butt and there's probably times you can probably see the panic in our eyes like oh god what, what's happening how do we fix this on the fly and you know like you said we we did our best and sometimes even, even when it, your light came off or god, hit you in the head one time that that pesky light I, I love that thing i got it on amazon and it's been a great ring light but i swear if i'm in a bad mood it knows and it's just like and i'm like mm. it's hit me in the head it shut off during interviews and i was like i don't what do I have to do I to get you to which the one chill? Happened, but like there was like like a tiny bit of the interview where like your light was off. And you were trying to figure it out in the middle of the interview, and I'm like, all right, I'll just keep asking questions because I don't want to force Lauren to like have to talk right now. That's showbiz, baby. And then one time you were 
you were doing the wrong ad read and the light came down and hit me. It was a hodgepodge of just mess. And we're just like, let's just start over deep breaths here. And we're going to get the right ad. We're going to get this light figured out. Knock. Oh, I was going to say knock on wood. I haven't had an issue, but like two weeks ago, my light went out in the, when I think when you were announcing that this was our, our last final two weeks of this pod. So I don't know. A better ring light situation. I, I love that ring light. Like it was, it was cheap, and it was, it's worked. It's, it's adjustable. It's mm-hmm. fantastic, but it likes to fall on me, and I have a bone to pick with it. And I think the other thing too is like we had really good luck when posting the farm reports when guys got caught up, but it seemed like any time there was a move that happened, it always happened right when we ended the recording. And there was one singular time, and I'll never forget this, when Matt Barnes got DFA'd. And it was right when we were about to end the episode and you told me the news and, you know, we had to like react on the spot. And, you know, most of the time when these like things happen, you know, maybe we have like an hour or two to think about our perspective, do some research. But we had to sort of react to this on the spot and figure out what the heck just happened. Yeah, I mean. that showbiz just like you know just like like my ring light and technical difficulties and you know that's that's the fun too in this is that sports anything can happen day to day any minute anything can happen and we have to react in real time and even though these aren't live shows you still see our live reactions and it's I think thankfully we've had we haven't had anything like super major we did have the Matt Barnes but we had you know we weren't recording when Xander Bogarts got or signed with the Padres or anything like that, but you see those real-time reactions and that's what kind of makes this fun as well. I think that's, that's, that's the most fun part, most fun part about it, whether it was during the off season, whether it was during after the games, uh, just being able to react, give our thoughts, not only provide entertainment, but provide information uh, for Red Sox fans, you know, day in and day out and, you know, be, be able to, you know, help them uh, mold their perspective on this team while, you know, bringing mostly positivity, I hope, at times and uh, bringing some laughs as well. And I, I know that we shared a lot of laughs, but, um, you know, as, as we end our, our, our final our final episode together, um, I just wanted to say something real quick. So, um, you know, to all the everydayers, uh, thank you to everybody that just took one second out of their life to support Locked On Red Sox. It's Truly been an honor to have the opportunity to share moments, emotions, good or bad with you and provide information about our favorite team over the last year and six months. You know, for me growing up watching people like Don Orsillo, Jerry Remy, Jared Carabas bring happiness to people just by talking about their favorite team, the Boston Red Sox, re- really helped me find my passion in doing the same exact thing. You know, I always dreamed of making an impact with Red Sox fans like they did. And I, I truly believe that, you know, Lauren and I have been able to achieve that uh, over the last year and a half. You know, thank you so much for helping me, you know, make my dream a reality and for, you know, supporting us Monday through Friday. You know, for me, th- this isn't goodbye. It's it's see you later. And um, I'm excited to not only see how we both grow through this time, but uh, continue to connect and reminisce. Uh, about our times on Locked On Red Sox, not only w- with each other, but, you know, with, with our loyal listeners. Yeah, I think I think you said it best. You, you, you know, this is something that we're so grateful that we're able to do. Um, I'm sad that the, the, the party is, is over, as they say, or the, the, the breaking up the band. And um, I don't know, like I said to you earlier, it's been such a fun 
year and a half to co-host this pod with you and get a different perspective of, you know, what, what you see from games, what you see from players. And um, I'm, I'm so excited for your next journey. And I'm so excited to see where this crazy sports field will bring you. And I think that it's just, it's just been fun. And then, you know, see you later and goodbyes are always hard. I'm still with you guys for, an, for another week. So you're still stuck with me, but it's, you know, it's always bittersweet because I'm so happy that you're, you know, you're moving forward with a really cool adventure. And then, but it's just, I'm sad because, you know, we've worked so hard to build this pod, but I could not be happier for you. And I'm so excited for, for what's next. Yeah, I, I almost completely forgot to say it, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been waiting to say it until, you know, it's, it's everything's, you know, everything's done, you know, signed and, and everything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to be taking my talents to uh, to DraftKings uh, as, as a live coverage content creator. Very, very excited to not only continue to grow my knowledge of the sports social media space, learn more about, you know, sports betting and, and become, you know, uh, more proficient in that space and, you know, continue to grow not only, you know, as, as a professional, but as a person. But, you know, I'm not only going to be, you know, continuing to talk about the Red Sox on Twitter, uh, you know, also going to be continuing to, you know, host my own personal podcast where I connect mental health with sports. That's called Iggy's Sports Talk if you want to continue to, you know, hear my voice uh, each and every single week. But uh, I can't, I can't, I can't believe that this is it. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll end this episode by sharing some of my favorite moments together uh, on this podcast through a little montage that I'll do uh, after the, after the outro. But, you know, on this episode, how we always ended. Uh, keep the faith, stay positive, and let's go, socks. Peace.